welcome to the Play Practice Formula Podcast. I'm your host, BJ Mumford, owner of Play Practice Basketball and the Seacoast Hoops Lab based in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. I'm excited to launch this podcast as a platform to share my thoughts, ideas, and frameworks for helping your youth basketball player transform from uncertain participant to decisive competitor. We get results in as little as 30 minutes with our target age group of 10 to 14 year olds that want to play high school basketball. Ingredient number seven, patience. I've been told many, many times across the last 18 years of my coaching career that I have the patience of a saint. Uh, something that I'm, I guess I've come to be proud of over time. Something that uh, I really take to heart and try to use to my advantage and to our advantage uh, across our program. Parents don't really understand how I can tolerate the frustration they experience with their child and how I can persist in patience enough that the player gets frustrated, usually far before I do. I guess 18 years is enough time for me to be comfortable with failure and confident that the player will get it. It's just a matter of time and a matter of breaking down the pieces appropriately. It's just one more piece that goes along with the precision instructions and the instant feedback that we've talked about, the other recipe ingredients that fit into the play practice formula. Patience started as a personality trait for me, like I said. It's a mentality that I've always had as a person. I've always been very patient and willing to go through a lot of stuff, take a lot of crap that would frustrate most people enough to make them quit. The patience factor for players, I think, is really necessary, and I've even found it healing in some ways when a player starts to beat themselves up. When they're working with me on the court, I'm not saying much at all. I'm not criticizing them. The players are often criticizing themselves, kicking themselves mentally for mistakes, and in my experience, it's usually because they've had that from other coaches, from their peers, even from their parents. And I see it as almost like a defense mechanism, a safeguard that they have where they know they're going to get criticized and even punished for what could be seen as a mistake. And they're jumping ahead of that. They're jumping on themselves, you know, verbally criticizing and kicking themselves out loud to save them from whoever else might be doing it. And I think that's really sad. I've seen a lot of players be able to recover from that over time, at least when they're in the court, you know, on the court with me, or actively working on making mistakes okay. It kind of goes away over time, just allowing mistakes to be a normal part of learning through the patient approach. Um, something I find myself saying a lot lately is that what we really want to give the player is really high expectations and then unlimited attempts where most coaches have really high expectations and then a really short leash for the players, like one attempt, like I have this huge expectation. You're going to do this perfectly on the first try. If you don't do it, we're going to run laps, which uh, just seems ridiculous to me. Um, but when players get the sense that they are 
expected to achieve a really high level, but they have unlimited attempts to get there, they're suddenly able to relax a little bit. They understand that we're, gonna, we're not going to be jumping down their throat when they mess up and miss a layup. They already know they missed the layup. They know that they should have made the layup. So I'm just going to give them the next small body mechanical tag point puzzle piece to focus their attention on that will produce the result we want of a made layup over time. They don't have to get it now. They need right now to hold the ball in their pizza pan position. Making the layup is a eventual outcome of stacking all those puzzle pieces. Sometimes we have an expectation that a certain chunk, a certain instructional piece is that's necessary to get the average player to assemble their layup, but some players need a few more extra puzzle pieces broken down into smaller chunks in order to achieve it. And knowing that ahead of time allows us as coaches, instead of being frustrated when a player doesn't make their layup after the third, fourth, fifth attempt of trying a certain piece, we're just going to focus on breaking it down into a smaller piece to where it is achievable until that stack of puzzle pieces again starts to produce the outcome that they really want, which is making a layup. And then usually by the time we've done all that breakdown, that mechanical stack allows them to make a layup every time forevermore into the future. And that's what we call making skills that stick. Um, each time the player experiences success by doing that small piece, they are reinforced, they're motivated, they see success, and they're able to step forward on that success to try the next piece that might be a little bit more challenging, might be a little more complex. Um, so patience is really the best term to describe the whole approach we use, the mindset of being okay with mistakes and being absolutely confident as coaches that Anybody in the world, no matter their level of experience or their level of skill or their level of athleticism, they can and they will achieve the basketball skill that we're asking of them, given enough time and given unlimited attempts. It's just a matter of breaking down the skill and getting the right progression of puzzle pieces to make it all work together and to make it work for that specific player. So when your player starts to feel that, they get the sense that we have high expectations that they will master this skill, but we're relaxed about how long it might take or how many attempts they need and how many different chunks we need to break it down into. They understand that we are here to make it work for them. And that gives them a lot of reassurance. Um, actually an idea or a concept that my dad gave me a while back was the idea of borrowed confidence. The idea of having unlimited attempts and still having really high expectations the whole time gives them a sense of our confidence and they're able to kind of borrow on that. They're pulling from our well of confidence that they are going to move forward and progress and that they will achieve what we set out for them. And that's just really, really reassuring for your 12-year-old player. Every player has some amount of anxiety they're going through. They have a lot of changes of physical, mental, emotional, social skills as they're growing up. And they feel awkward. They feel anxious. They may feel stressed about looking awkward, feel stressed about potentially failing in front of their peers, and stressed about falling behind. So giving them the really 
patient approach and the certainty that they will achieve something, that it's okay they're going to make some mistakes, it's okay you're going to miss layups while we're working on your footwork, really none of that matters. Giving your player the overall deep sense of patient persistence is just hugely valuable. Knowing that all outcomes are okay, what I like to say is all outcomes are information, right? Results are just feedback. We know where we're going, we know how to get there, and it's just a matter of time. So I really enjoy seeing a player's body language and self-talk change over even a couple weeks' time. You know, we're doing a 30-minute one-on-one session every week, and sometimes as little as two to three weeks, we're still we're really starting to see dramatic changes of how they just stop criticizing themselves. You know, they stop making excuses for mistakes. And they're really focused on gaining control and mastery of a skill and looking for how to adjust their next attempt in order to keep progressing versus, you know, having a high expectation and no attempts allowed for mistakes. They're looking to blame something like, oh, somebody fouled me. No, there was wind. You know, I was outside the court. The sun was in my eyes. There's all kinds of things that they come up with when they feel like they don't have control and they have too high of expectations and no allowance for error or mistakes. And so getting past that, they start to really even look differently, like how their body language is around when they make a mistake is a huge, uh, huge indicator of progress in my mind. Um, and they start to reduce or at least eliminate their negative self-talk. So instead of, oh, geez, that was an air ball. You know, it starts to change to like, okay, I need shoulders over toes in order to get the power I need to reach the basket and make it not an air ball. And instead of being defeated or depressed after a miss, what I call our self-diagnosis system is we're giving them such granular pieces that they actually have something pop into their head. Like, this is the next solution I should try, right? And it makes mistakes just okay. Like a miss really does become just feedback and information. They're able to process and find what their next action should be, which is hugely empowering. Really uh, changes completely from, you know, blaming the blaming the referee that didn't call a foul or blaming the teammate that threw a bad pass, whatever else might uh, normally happen. They're really empowered to have that sense of control and you know, mastery of their own skill set. Um, so I often talk about the idea of definition of success as part of this process, where our focus is on this specific piece of a skill and making that our focus, making our definition of success, doing the body mechanical piece of the skill correctly, regardless of the outcome, changes the player's mindset dramatically. Uh, we're able to celebrate, you know, hundreds of small successes like you did a hundred repetitions of different footwork and finishing skills in our layup maker course. And because of those hundred reinforced pieces, you now have, you know, feeling of hundreds of successes rather than, you know, maybe you actually made 30 out of a hundred layups, but on all hundred layups, we're working on a definition of success that did not include making the layup, at least at the start. And so instead of feeling like I had 70 mistakes and failures of missed layups, I had a whole 100 
successful attempts of footwork and body mechanics that now are going to progress toward um, creating more made layups in the future. So if they put their foot in the right place, even though they shot an air ball, you know, that's a win. You did the right footwork. And the next time when they put their foot in the right place and they jump and make the shot, you know, that's just icing on the cake. Like that's a second tier of reinforcement. They already know they did the technique correct. And now the shot's also going in, you know, they feel extra good about that, but they would still be okay if they did the technique really well and airballed the shot, you know, depending on what piece we're working on making the shot, whatever the outcome is that we would normally want as a basketball player is separated from the action that's eventually going to get us there more frequently. So getting your feet right, getting that definition of success mastered is where our attention always is as coaches. And by being patient and taking that approach consistently, we're able to guide players toward that same mindset where they can define their own measure of success, and usually it doesn't include the ball needing to go through the basket. And it's hard to get a player to the point where they're celebrating just doing that part of the skill they were focused on, even though they missed the shot. It doesn't happen quickly. But when they really grasp that and understand the sense of patience and the high expectations with unlimited attempts, they really start to thrive in the learning environment that we're creating. So patience is really a personality trait for me, and it's become a really rewarding one that's part of our overall play practice system. I'm being reinforced by being patient because I see better results through that approach than anything else that I've experimented with. And, you know, seeing results makes me happy. So I'm ever increasing in my ability to be patient because I see the benefits for players and I see the results that come with their mentality changing. And just from me leading by example of being relaxed, patient, and confident that they are going to achieve what we're setting out to do. And it's just a matter of time. Reach out to us at info at playpracticebasketball.com or you can give us a call at 603-932-5893. That's it. I'll see you on the court.